1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Craig Levine plans to rest his players before the Scottish Cup final Would Celtic consider doing the same with an old firm game round the corner? Is Edson Mexer the next part of Rangers rebuild for next season? And the Scotland captain makes it through to his second consecutive Champions League final I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is St Mirren captain Stephen McGinn and Mark Guidi Yes, and Mexi are very much on Rangers' radar as they search for a quality defender. And for Celtic, too important to rest players on Sunday, Gordon. This is a game that's hinging a lot on the future for Neil Lennon as well. Will he become the Celtic manager permanently? A victory at Ibrox would certainly help his case, that's for sure. This time last week, Stephen McGinn, I asked you how nervous you were feeling. Was it squeaky bum time uh, with one game less to go? I take it it's been cranked up a notch. Yeah, well, especially now... Um and nah, no second chance selling. Um, we have to win on Monday night against Hamilton. Um, fair play to them. Had a brilliant result up at Dundee. And um, on the face of it, we've got a decent point at Motherwell, but about a kick in the teeth when you get in and see that Hamilton have won. And just to spice things up in the relegation battle, Mark Weedy, after seven o'clock tonight, we've got the St Mirren captain. We'll be joined by the Hamilton yes. manager and former St Mirren assistant manager Brian Rice. So hopefully these two still get on, and we've not yeah, got any. I think I'll just move a, move across into the middle, just keep them uh, apart. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Just the, the scenario: um, Brian Rice, a coach at St Mirren, taken to the club by Alan Stubbs at the start of the season, stayed on under Oren Kearney, and then St Mirren allowed them. To go and become the manager of Hamilton Aki's one of their rivals in the relegation race, and if if uh, if Hamilton actually do put St Mirren into the playoffs on Monday night, or it, it, it's a game later, then I'm sure there'll be questions asked by some of the people at St Mirren about it. I'm not worried because if we were to pick one Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundit to act as a bouncer, it would be Mark Weedy. So I think we're absolutely fine. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We all know we're happy with that. <laughs> my money been we Alec. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Like I say, Brian Rice after 7 o'clock tonight Let's hear from you right now though What is on your mind as the league season draws to a close We've still got the Scottish Cup final to come as well And that might be a good jumping off point for us Because Craig Levine says he plans to wrap some of his key Hearts players in cotton wool Before the Scottish Cup final with Celtic The Jambos have two league matches before Hamden But nothing really at stake Levine says he has to focus on their most important game Does the same apply to Celtic? Or is it all about Rangers this weekend? You tell us 01419511025 Let's hear from you now I'll make some changes in the next couple of games for sure um, There are some people who, who need matches And there's others who could probably do with a, a break We set out this season to, to finish uh, as high up the league as we possibly could I'm trying to make Europe, but I haven't done that um, What's encouraging for me now is that we, we uh, When it comes to the, the cup final I believe we've got one more big performance in us um, and, and that's what we'll need I even look at us sporadically in the last little while we've popped up with a few good results when we've needed to um, so and that's now if I can make sure everybody who I feel uh, can help us on that particular day is fit and available then that will give us the best chance possible for some people it might mean playing more playing the next two matches before the final and others it might mean playing one or none of those games Sort of blows the great footballing cliche about taking one game at a time out the window, Mark Guidi. Because Craig Levine is sounds like he's focused on the Scottish Cup final um, with a lot less emphasis on what happens in between. 
Yeah, and I don't blame him. God, no, it's a chance for Hearts to win a piece of silverware. It's a chance for Craig Levine to win his first piece of major silverware in his career. So there's a lot riding on it. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, some of the, the form and performances of Hearts, you'd fancy Celtic to win by three or four goals at the moment if they're to go and play just now. So Levine has to do what he thinks is best to give him team the best possible chance. The last game of the season is against Celtic at Parkhead anyway. So he can't be accused of of trying to do any, you know, not doing somebody a favour or, or, or whatever. He looks out for the best interests of his club and he's quite right. And if that means resting people, so be it. Would Celtic consider doing the same this weekend or does the old firm game speak for itself? No, because look, unless... We're not privy to exactly what's going on at Celtic Park in terms of the managerial situation with Neil Lennon. But Neil Lennon picks a team and Neil Lennon doesn't want to lose an old firm game. He's not lost since he took over from, from ben, Brendan Rodgers. If Neil Lennon can go to Ibrox on, on Sunday or win the game or draw the game, I think it gives him a better chance to, to land the job permanently. If he loses the game, it may well hamper his chances a wee bit. Who knows? So uh, for him, no. And the other thing as well, your players will be absolutely champing the bit to play at this game um, on Sunday so they won't, they definitely won't want to be rested Celtic fans tell us what you think does the Scottish Cup final come into the equation and if not I mean, how do you see your team lining up at Ibrox at the weekend 01419511025 Stephen McGinn give us a bit of an insight into this balance between resting players but also perhaps does that does that sometimes take momentum away or, or match sharpness or, or whatever it may be the only, the only way I can describe it is after on the build up to winning the league last year the last few weeks before you do it, it's, oh, we can't wait to get this wrapped up and, and put the flip-flops on and book holidays. And it doesn't really work like that. I mean, you, you win the league and then you still have to go up on the Monday morning and come into training. And you train Monday, Tuesday and, and all week. And then there's a game on Saturday and you think, football's hard enough and you play under pressure every week. Let's go out and enjoy playing football without the pressure. I mean, at the end, end of last season, there probably was some selection di- dilemmas for us with nothing to play for because the boys that played all season still wanted to play. And the boys that have been back up and good teammates all season are desperate to play and they feel almost entitled to play because we're playing for nothing. So it is, it's it's a weird time this season, but that's what I would say. There was a build up where you go, I can't wait to, yeah. to go on holiday mm. and okay, I will just take a few days off. But it isn't what happens mm. at all. And listen, I know it's a different club, different league, but will that same mindset apply to the Celtic players then? They won't be in any sort of foot off the gas mode I mean, this weekend. Not with a fixture like that, surely. It's different, different stratosphere. I mean, Celtic preparing for an old firm game, and um, I mean, it's funny you say that. A couple of foreign boys speaking about trying to get tickets for this weekend, and yeah, but they're not playing for anything, so surely it'll be easy to get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Some of your teammates are thinking because the league's wrapped up, they can go along. Yeah, it'll be easy, and they'll just ah, you'll sit in a couple of rows from the front and take it all in. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I read that. Kieran Tierney's looking to get a double hernia in the season and something I had um, last month and I can tell you it's really painful to to, to play through and some days your bad days it's almost mm. difficult to get out of bed at times it's really difficult And but even after six the game season Kieran Tierney's still desperate to play mm. in this game yeah. You're the expert then because we speculated the other, the other night start to finish how long to get back fit after that if you just had one? Yeah I had one um, got both done down at Leicester and uh, thank Professor Lloyd for the job I did and I managed to get on for the last couple of minutes for the Dundee game three and a half weeks after the, the operation so um, played almost just under a month to the day against Celtic got 60 minutes under my belt so it's something you can it's something you can push and um, got a bit of stick mm. in the dressing room because the, the 
Surgeon told me that Jamie Vardy and Casper Smeichel were back under two weeks But <laughs> um, Yeah, it's something you can really push And it's uh, sometimes with other operations They say, you know, mm. you're pushing it too far And you don't want to risk anything But it's, it's the type of injury that once you're back You can really, you can test it And you can really push yourself there we are then 01419511025 That was St Mirren captain Stephen McGinn Mark Guidi's here as well uh, Let's hear from Mary Who's a Celtic fan on the line Hi Mary Hi there I'm not really so much a Celtic fan My family obviously are all Celtic supporters It's just kind of very neutral Just when I'm listening to the to the talking You know every night And it's it's all about You know obviously the, the old firm game on Sunday And um, Celtic are up for it Rangers are up for it but there doesn't seem to be any recognition. It really doesn't matter to Celtic. They've won the league, but there's no recognition of that. Celtic have bet Rangers by quite a fair amount of points again this year, but it's all focused on you know this whole forum game and how important it is to Celtic, and it really shouldn't be because they've already won it, so it's nothing to them. I mean, you certainly get the logic, Mark. It's just we were all brought up, told in this city that, that they always matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, 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 yeah. it matters to both clubs. It matters to Celtic for Neil Lennon to keep the unbeaten run going. It, it, manage, it matters to Rangers to actually go and win another old firm game. They've only won one out, what, the past 13 or 14. So it's a chance for Rangers to actually, if you finish the season and you assess the 12 points up for grabs against your biggest rivals, it'll be six each, which would, would give Rangers a lot of encouragement going into the, going into the summer. They don't want to lose in front of 49,000 of their own supporters, but Celtic want to make their 800 fans happy. Listen, when Kevin Clancy blows that whistle at 12 o'clock on Sunday, believe me, regardless of the 22 starting players, they will all want to win. Nobody from the managers, the supporters, the players, the substitutes, the directors will want to come off that pitch at 10, uh, 10 to 2 being on the losing side, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, anyone that says it's not important won't be saying the same thing at 12.29 on Sunday. You know, um, Almost games in their own Their leagues in their own They're uh, bragging rights All over the summer So yeah I agree with Mark It's totally different When it comes to it I mean Mary Obviously the league is wrapped up Which you quite rightly point out Does this one not take on A different feel Because of Celtic's Managerial situation If they already had a manager In charge that knew He was in place for next season But, but they don't So does that not add Something different? I think just I think just looking at it From a neutral point of view And listening to people Who you know support football and watch football, you know, thinking at the outside, I think that there should be more recognition on the fact that Rangers have not really achieved so much with Celtic this year at all again. So, you know, Celtic are way far ahead of them. Yeah, maybe it might be closer next year, but I think the recognition, there should be acknowledgement that they've achieved again this year rather than all the big focus of them is on what's going to happen at an old firm game because I think it shouldn't really, it's not a big deal. It makes no difference whatsoever to Celtic. If, if they get bet on Sunday Well Mark well, I'll, I'll ask you Does it make a difference To Neil Lennon though Because he doesn't need to worry About, about Rangers he, he doesn't He won't care What this one means To Rangers What does it, what does it mean for him Yeah well look Unless a decision has been made um, And we don't think it has In terms of yet Neil Lennon You will be the manager Or Neil Lennon You'll need to come for an interview At the end of the season With two or three other candidates Or Neil Lennon You're absolutely 100% No getting the job I don't think a decision Has been made yet So at the moment Neil Lennon is still on trial and if he wants a job, and I'm sure he does, then he's going to give himself a better chance of getting the job if he can, A, avoid defeat, but particularly go and win the game um, yeah, I mean, on I assume, Sunday. I assume it's not going to hinge on this game when he's no, already won the it league. Won't but, hinge but, on it, but it won't it, do him any harm. Yeah, if it adds a, an extra percent or two. Yeah, it, it won't do him any harm at all to go and, um, you know, as I say, not lose the game um, on Sunday. And Mary's point about terms of Celtic have won, give them recognition. Yeah, they've had all the recognition going. 
That's it But now the focus has moved on They've just achieved eight in a row Can't take eight in a row away from now It's done It's dusted It's there in black and white It's there forever more But You still want more Stephen knows He's a professional football player You want more And what better way To go and celebrate Eight in a row even more Than to go and beat your biggest rivals On their own pitch Alright thank you to Mary On the line It's 01419511025 If you want to agree Or disagree With what you're hearing so far uh, We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Mick is a Celtic fan He sends a two word tweet It matters In block capitals uh, So Mick's clearly up for it But Rockstep on the other hand He says the only bragging rights Over the summer um, Is eight in a row I suppose it's um, From a, a Rangers perspective Stephen again It's just another Would be another Another symbol That they're moving in the right direction Yeah but also Also with the fallout From the last one as well I mean There's no love lost Um a lot of individual battles after the game, after the last one. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get going again on Sunday. Does that stuff carry on as much as Definitely. outsiders believe it? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> especially, I, I mean, in a rivalry like that, when you see it, especially in England, and um, but even the intensity of up here, I mean, um, it was almost a game in itself after the whistle last time, and um, I'm sure it'll carry on from there. You can imagine, listen, every player, but Alfredo Morelos, if he starts, Ryan Kent, Andy Halliday. They will want to go and prove a point and, you know, shut Scott Brown up within the parameters of the rules of the game. And by doing that, that means getting a performance. If they can add to it by scoring a goal or setting up the winner or whatever it may be, then all the better. But, aye, Steam's absolutely right. That will spill over into Sunday and just an mm. extra element added to the whole thing. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it goes, well, based on what you're saying, Celtic will play a, a, a strong team, certainly. In any scope for... For one or two I mean let's take here in Tierney for instance Stephen's just given us the perfect Insight into what uh-huh. that process is going to be like So we assume he gets the operation Just after the Scottish Cup final yeah. Three weeks out We'll miss Scotland's qualifiers But then we'll be back in Plenty of time to, yeah, to prepare for, yeah. for the qualifiers You would have to imagine He plays the Scottish Cup final Does he uh-huh. Does he play this one? Uh, on, on Sunday Um I think in an ideal world, yet he would want to play. Neil Lennon would want to select him, but um, what was it? Give it? We give him two weeks rest until he's got. Yeah, but if, if, if there's if there's a the slightest doubt that it could, you know, set him back and miss his scope, because if you offered Neil Lennon or any Celtic players, you could only have one victory. Do you want to beat Rangers on Sunday? Or do you want to beat Hearts to win the treble? Treble? That's a no-brainer. You take Hearts in the Scottish Cup final for the treble. Treble. So if there's a the slightest doubt that then you don't play him on Sunday, and Neil Lennon has found a. I know he's got a natural successor in Emil Yezagheri for that 90 minutes But there's also the one of, of Johnny Hayes who Neil Lennon's preferred to How much does the, does the injury hamper you Stephen on the field when you talk about playing through it? What, what does that mean? Yeah I mean I read some of the stuff about what he said about Aberdeen About how um, he felt like it was just about the time to come off And the goal, second goal was perfect time Because it can be, it's a type injury, once you're going it's fine um, stopping and starting is a disaster I mean half time can be uh, For me at times it was really Really tough to get going And probably played through it for 3-4 months And um, Kieran Tierney has been carrying it I'm not sure how long exactly But he has been carrying it a while But the problem I, I find with Celtic is Not only is Kieran Tierney Celtic's best defender He's also such an attacking outlet for them Over the last 3 years Most of their successes lock him down his side And linking up with Scott Sinclair at times And when you take him out Although Izaguiri can fill in It just doesn't give What Kieran Tierney yeah. gives you At both ends yeah. You go along with that Mark? Aye I mean listen I've always liked Izaguiri A nice fella as well Really good player I thought he got a kind of Hard time for a spell For a year or so Of, of some of the Celtic supporters But when you consider His contribution to the club 
for 500 grand whatever it was when Neil Lennon uh, signed him he's been terrific but yeah Stephen's right if you had the choice all day long you would go for Kieran Tierney Michael is in Canvas Lang hi Michael how you doing panel good thanks what's your take on this then Michael should Neil Lennon rest anyone or is this business as usual on Sunday for me personally I think he should rest bring out like he was saying he wanted to show uh, Dembele and Okoflex a shot on the first team I think he should rest them put them out against Rangers Maybe even rest them for the Hearts league game and then go fall at it for the treble-treble against Hearts in the Cup. There we are. Uh, it sort of flies in the face of, of what the majority have been saying so far. So Michael saying rest, rest yeah. some of your players. I think if there's a doubt, certainly with, with Kieran Tierney, then you, would, you wouldn't you would risk him. Um, so what are you saying? Let me leave out Edward and, and, and play Ollie Buck. Well, I mean, Michael mentions, you know, Armstrong Okoflex, he's talking... Proper un- sort of untested first team players. No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Is that just? Is that because of the size of the occasion? The- yeah, I, and, and as I say, there's you know, yet yeah, Celtic have wrapped up the league and that's it. It's done. But that, that you know, it's such an extraordinary game, the the old firm game that you don't want to lose it because you know it's it's the it would be the one that would hit you hardest in terms of a of a defeat. Um, and they don't want to give Rangers any encouragement. And likewise, I think Rangers, you know, the other way you look at. Rangers will put out their strongest team available because they want to go and win an old firm game in front of their fans to give them that bit extra belief in even up at six points each kind of type thing. So Rangers will put their strongest team out. And do you want to risk losing that game for the sake of resting a couple of players? I don't think you do. Michael, do you understand Mark's concerns? Yeah, I do completely. I was just I, I'm just asking for the simple reason because I heard Neil Lennon saying in a couple of interviews that he wanted to give Okoflex and Dembele a shot before the end of the season. Yeah, maybe well, Stephen. Just I wonder if that's against Hearts on the last day rather than at Ibrooks. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, all we've read for you know twenty, thirty years is how tough international footballers find these old firm games and what a, what a fright they get almost at times with how intense they are. So to fling young players like that into an arena in, in an occasion like that would be a big, big call. Let's uh, move on quickly. Thank you, Michael and Canvas Lang. Much appreciated. Kenny's a Hearts fan on the line. All coming down to one more performance Craig Levine says Kenny Can can Hearts find it within themselves To win that Scottish Cup? I think they can guys Even everybody No I, I, I genuinely think uh, Well I've got to be optimistic As a jam boy But I really think That if we Hopefully we can uh, End the season The way we started it And is, is, is resting players Between now and then is, is that going to be An important part of that? Kenny How, how much does that Boost your chances by? Well, I think it will. I mean, I think there's a couple of players. I mean, Big Gucci, I mean, he runs his socks up every week. He, he covers every blade of grass. But I think what Craig's really doing is getting the rest of the players all fired up and thinking they're maybe in with a, a wee starting shot in the final. So I think, obviously, the last two games, I mean, the last game we're playing Celtic away, eh, joking apart, I'm off for putting a... Putting a Putting the reserve team out And uh, let them get lumped mm. into them And see what happens You'll have heard all the criticism Kenny People say that Hearts form Is just not good enough To, to trouble Celtic How would you defend it? I can't defend it It's been terrible But uh, I don't think I mean if I go back to the last time Hearts and Celtic Played each other at Hamden And that was at semi-final In 2012-13 season uh, We managed to beat them then We missed beat his Lovely penalty at the end So You've got to be optimistic I mean Let's say I'm like a Liverpool fan They're now playing Barcelona Well that's yeah. <laughs> Proof that anything is possible I guess And that's true It's the old cliche One off 90 minutes Etc etc But at some point Celtic will need to lose A cup game 
And Hearts have got to get into that game With the belief that it's them that's going to do it In one-off 90 minutes Craig Levine's first piece of silverware Hearts do have good players They've just not knitted together as a team uh, that often But yeah You know Anything can happen mm. in, in a cup final Thank you to Kenny In Airdrie Pictures have emerged Of Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard With Ren defender Edson Mexer Rangers fans I'm sure you've been looking in To him Is that one that would excite you And is is that the priority For Rangers At the moment You tell us 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Mark Weedy is here Alongside St Mirren Captain Stephen McGinn On the show tonight Get your calls in We're also on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, lots coming in Kevin Maguire says This weekend's game Is the most meaningless Celtic Rangers game ever A free hit for both sides Nothing in it A dead rubber Usually hammering home The point there Kevin uh, Roscoe's got a prediction He believes Ryan Kent Will tear Celtic apart On Sunday And Stephen says Neil Lennon's job As interim Is to win the league The cup And win the derbies The Celtic board remits To find another top drawer manager Who can qualify For the Champions League Whilst dominating domestically Lennon has a mixed bag in Europe He's not the answer long term Give us your thoughts on the phones 01419511025 Probably a good time for you Rangers fans to get involved A photo's appeared um, With Edson Mixer The Wren defender Pictured with Steven Gerrard um, Make him over Mark Weedy and watch the, the old firm game this Sunday uh-huh. I th- you know, like it always happens, names get mentioned. People start on, on uh-huh. YouTube and, and scrambling about tr- trying to uh, to find out a bit more. I suppose the, yeah. the bigger picture is 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 that where Rangers should start for summer recruitment with yeah. a yeah. with a central defender. Oh, They've got yeah. a few wingers coming in. Yeah, no, centre half is a problem position since Rangers won promotion from the Championship. Matt Warburton and, and, and Davy Weir, um, you know, tried Rob Keane and then different people never really worked. Um, uh, Kashinya. Brought in Bruno Alves on fortunes Never worked So it's something they need to address You expect Joe Worrell to leave Don't think it's any great loss to the club um, Gareth McCauley will probably retire Or, or go um, somewhere else Katic looks okay But still got a bit of development to do And Goldson's the one at the moment you'd say yeah So try to find a, a partner for Goldson I spoke to Davy Weir about this a few days ago This very thing And Davy said if there's one area they need to go and invest in strongly It's find a, a defender with experience With games under his belt And you look at you look at um, Mexer and he ticks those boxes, 30-year-old, ideal age to come here. You know, it's not about signing somebody for a three- or four-year plan. This is about the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. And try to stop 10 in a row, but, uh, 9 in a row, sorry, bottom line. And uh, Mexer is absolutely a good starting point because it's one area that Rangers have been weak for far too long. He's a Mozambique international Rangers fans. I know the way you work in the social media age. You'll have been trying to find out everything you can. Is he one that excites you? And in the bigger picture then, is that the priority? Or if not, what is 01419511025? Only found out tonight, Stephen McGinn, you are a former teammate of Connor Goldson's. Yes? Yeah, yeah, played with him at Shrewsbury. How has he developed since then? Is he nailed on to be Rangers first choice defender or I think so. I think um, I'll be pleased with his first season at Rangers, and um, seems to be no matter what kind of changes at the back, he seems to be the number one choice. And uh, pleased for him. Um, came through a real tough time um, with his health at Brighton, and um, think he was told he couldn't play again. And to go on and play the amount of games he has since is a testament to himself. Where was that? You were teammates. At Shrewsbury Shrewsbury There we go uh, 01419511025 For your thoughts Alan 
is a Rangers fan Indram Chapel. I know you're on to talk about the game Alan Let me just ask you about these, this transfer speculation A new defender, even if you don't know a lot about him Is that is that an, an area you'd like to see bolstered? Yes I would do, yeah I'd like to see the, the defence get strengthened up uh, You're right, I don't know very much about him I'll just need to wait to see him when he, when he arrives And see how he does at Rangers But yeah, it's good to see that they'll strengthen the defence up how, how do you look at the picture at the moment then Alan? Did, are Rangers looking for a partner for Conor Goldson Or maybe even someone who plays in, in front of him as well? Yes, well I think I think that's right as well, well I, I know that young McCrory can play in front of the defence but the, the sort of midfield defender sort of thing but in front of the defence I know he's very good at doing that sort of job so he's good at in that position but he needs somebody there for, for him as well but uh, yeah it's good to see him like, I don't know about this uh, other new player I heard about as well coming in the, the £34 million player I think I can't remember his name right enough Hold on. Uh, Thirty-four million. Oh, I must admit, I don't know. I, I don't know just by the price tag. I need a name, but um, what? I think we were just getting them on loan, but I think it is along the price line. Uh, he's from England. Is is he English or, or foreign playing down south? Um, I'm not sure, but I think it's. I don't know if it's uh, it's a, a a team in the bottom half of the English Premier League. I think we're this getting. Is, this is like a game of guess who. Someone will tweet in anyway. <laughs> I, I just I can't think off the top of is my he, head. Is he, is he clean shaven? Uh, what, what about <laughs> what about Alan's, you know, sort of general point mark in terms of any potential rebuilds this summer? Rebuild makes it sound like it's all getting ripped up. You know what I mean? But every every team rebuilds in the summer. Aye, I mean, I, I think Rangers will, will look at trying to bring in. They might need to bring in. Four, if not five, ready-made first-team players, and enhancing the quality of the starting eleven. Because yeah, Rangers have made progress. We've said that all season. Strides have been made, but they're still, for me, quite a bit off being a championship-winning team, having a championship-winning squad, and having the quality players at the heart of the team to basically go and beat Celtic over thirty-eight games. There's a distance to go for for that to be achieved, and you need to give the manager the best possible budget. They need to recruit well. I think Matt Allen's recruitment has been okay, but it's not been at the level that it should be, in my opinion, for 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 some of the for the budget uh, that they've had. So there's improvements in all aspects of the club to be made um, over the next ten to twelve weeks to assemble uh, a team that is not talking the talk, but genuinely delivering performances week in week out. That's going to win the title next season. Our colleague Alison Conroy is the first one to take part And guess who is it Andre Gray you're talking about Alan Yes oh, There we go Well done Alison That's him uh, But my, my main point was I was talking about uh, well, Earlier on you were, uh, heard a few people talking about the, the old forum game on Sunday It's pointless There's nothing really in it So it's, it doesn't really matter But for me every old forum game there's always meaning in it no matter how much like, Celtic have already won the league, fair enough, but every old firm game for me always means something. Because it's, it's an old firm derby. There's, no matter who's won the league by a mile or else it goes to the last game of the season, every old firm game for me always seems like it's like a, like a final, if you like. It always means something. Yeah, and I mean... I was just, uh, on you go, on you go, Alan. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, but it was just uh, yes. That's what I was just saying. Uh, really, it's that all for them games. The atmosphere is that great. There's always something in it. Really, it's 
No For them game for me Is pointless Yeah I mean Mark It should be a fairly simple one For you to figure out How many have you been to How many have you worked at Can you ever remember Any feeling Meaningless I would I would guess no, not No I mean no There's There's Been loads No and there's, there's You know sometimes I've, I've been at games Where Rangers have been Running away with it And there's been 14, 15 so, I mean I mind that the, the, the classic one um, When John Barnes and Kendall Gleish won charge of Celtic Johan Mialbi gave an interview to the Sunday Mail I'm pretty sure it was to Hugh And Celtic went into the final Old game Final old firm game of the season at Ibrox And Rangers I don't know Streets ahead And uh, Johan's line was Yeah we might be behind but we are the better team We will win on Sunday It's a false position The league table is lying Etc <laughs> etc et Needless to say Rangers 4 Celtic nil. I think the final score uh, Was so there's, there's always been big point gaps But The players and the supporters They, they just want to win Gordon And let us say Okay in the grand scheme of things The title is won Rangers will finish in second place So if you want to look at that way Yeah there's not a lot at stake But don't tell me that when the, when the whistle goes uh, Alan we like a good debate about the team selections In the lead up to these games I wonder if the Morelos v Defoe debate Is dead in the water though When we talked about it last night Every Rangers fan that got in touch I think Said Defoe Do you go along with that Alan? Yeah, I would play them both Oh right okay and See what it would be like to play them both That's when I know for them game again From the start And have well, all right, Lafferty's not played very much this season, but I would play them both from the start and see how they get on for the start and see if that would maybe help. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might happen, Stephen, but recent history tells you probably not. Well, I played at Ibrox when they both played, and the problem with playing them both is you take Ryan Kent off the wing. The wing. He played in the diamond that day at um, Ibrox, and by all accounts, he's been Rangers' best player for the last couple of months, so... Um, I can't see any way um, How they would change that To move Ryan Kent Out of his best position I mean I know they still won the game Obviously that day It was a Controversial afternoon To say the least But did Did, did you feel That it did change Rangers effectiveness I mean like I say They did still win the game But uh, Because I think it was the Defoe's first game So I think They had changed the system To play the two And it is a It's a great chance to play At home to St Mirren um, it's a great chance to experiment and stuff like that. It's totally different from a Celtic Rangers game, for example. But my my feeling that day were that we were happy with Ryan Kent in the middle of the park, out in the wing, away to Ibrox, often isolated against fullbacks. Ha- has been over the years at Celtic Rangers when you go there, um, it's a disaster if the best players isolated out wide. So that day it kind of suited us, and we could keep a lot of the game through the middle. Yeah, I. Uh... Don't think that there's any chance of playing Morelos and Defoe up front together Partnership doesn't work, they've tried it And for the reasons that Stephen stated And even just for the chemistry between the two Morelos is a lone wolf Absolute lone wolf Um, So no, I think for sure 100% Rangers will start with Jermaine Defoe On Sunday and rightly so Alison's a Celtic fan in Balloch, hi Alison How you doing? Good thanks, what are your thoughts on the weekend? Um, I think Celtic should put a, a very young team on Saturday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, yep, Sunday, Sunday, yep, to play Rangers uh, because we've won the league and it doesn't say on the, the cup how many how many points you win it by. So I, I think it's an unimportant game and I think we should rest all our best players because to me the treble treble is more important than than beating Rangers on Saturday. The same, Sunday, sorry. yeah, the same stumbling block. Keeps coming up Alison what, what about for Neil Lennon though If he's a guy that's trying to prove That he's definitely the right man For the job Can, can he afford to do that? Aye Of course he can 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 Of
course, I think winning the treble treble is better than beating Rangers. It's meaningless. It's a meaningless game. It was like back in 2003 when we won nothing when we were in four finals and we won nothing and we lost the league on goal difference. It didn't say you won the league on goal difference. Do you know what I mean? It's it's meaningless. It doesn't matter if we win it with three points, six points or 12 points. We've won the league now. I think we should put a young team. And I think Neil Lennon will still get the job. I don't know that I think that's the right move, that Neil Lennon should get the job. Yeah. I really, really like Neil Lennon. But I know that's about Europe. See, honestly, right, I think Celtic are finished in Europe. Celtic and Rangers are finished in Europe. We don't have the money in Scotland to, to, put, to have teams competing in Europe. We would need to be competing in an English league and high up in an English league to be able to and have a lot of money coming in to be able to compete in Europe. And it's not going to happen. And Celtic fans who think that that is going to happen are kidding themselves on. Well, listen, I mean, AEK Athens were the team which knocked Celtic out and got to the Champions League. I don't have the exact figures to hand, but surely AEK Athens aren't out with Celtic's reach completely. Oh, right, okay, right. They're, they're not out with Celtic, but they are still out with the, the. Where did they get to in the Champions League? No, I think they struggled, didn't they? I think they, I think they have. Right, they struggled, so did they? Didn't get any, didn't they get anywhere? Mm. Yeah, but I, I mean, think in terms of getting to I the think Maybe Alison's point is in terms of trying to make the last 16. I think it should always be a target to qualify. Because apart from anything else, it finances the club, and you know you get twenty five million quid. Celtic didn't qualify there, and they sold Edward, so you don't qualify this summer. You might need to sell. Uh, didn't sell into Belly rather you might need to sell Callum McGregor listen you might sell those guys anyway but there's not as big a a, a, a demand to sell them financially so Celtic should it should always be within Celtic's grasp to get through the qualifying rounds albeit they're very very difficult but they should aim for that and once they do that if they do that I think that's that's the expectancy there anything else is a bonus um, on top of that but uh, getting back to Alison's original point Playing a bunch of kids on Sunday Celtic may well do that But I don't think that would be the right way to go Yes, if you really want to boil it down I suppose it is meaningless in the grand scheme of things But well, I don't think well, It is, I don't it is think in the league title race yeah, but, but, there's but, all, but there's always more to it, yeah, isn't there? But yeah, exactly So I, I don't think meaningless is, is a word that you use When it comes to old firm games But listen, um, I think for the players' protection And I I don't mean that in any disrespectful way to Rangers players, right? But I think for players' protection We should keep our best players off the park on Sunday So they're fit for the Scottish Cup final? So they're fit for the Scottish Cup final, aye And put a team of boys out Because I don't think uh, a team of boys will get kicked out of the park They might, I mean I'd I'd just like to be a fly in the wall If Neil Lennon was to turn around to all these guys That have played 60 games for Celtic this season To say, "Eh, by the way, none of you are playing on Sunday We're playing the kids I mean, the last time they went to Ibrox They got beaten It's Uh something they'll be wanting to put right And if Celtic lose, Neil Lennon I would say, will get absolutely slaughtered On Monday night, on this programme By the Celtic supporters If he plays a weakened team And Rangers win He will get pelters And Tuesday And Wednesday yes. And Thursday yep. And so on Thank you to Alison in Balloch It's 01419511025 We had some good Scottish news last night of course Didn't we? Let's not forget Our captain Through to his second consecutive Champions League final Alison says Europe is out of reach for us So we're clinging on To every last shred of relevance <laughs> For Scotland in the Champions League I think that'll do Anyway, take more of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Simmering captain Stephen McGinn is here He's alongside Mark Guidi Don't forget after 7 We will be joined in the studio By Hamilton Aki's boss Brian Rice as well We'll look at the relegation battle If you have any questions or points Do get them in uh, It's another Champions League night It's certainly that stage of the season Where, where we just watch on um, As sort of interested spectators However We do have a bit of interest And it's in the form of Andy Robertson Mark Guidi yeah. A second consecutive Champions League final For the Scotland captain Is he up there is he on his way to, to becoming one of our best exports aye, aye. I mean I think uh, I can't remember who it was and uh, it was either Sky or BT last night and they said you know if Robertson isn't fit it's a blow because he is the best full back in Europe just now bar none or the best left back sorry best left back and, and, and you couldn't argue with that to be honest you could not argue with that you could see Andy Robertson playing for any club or any international team uh, in Europe um, just now so there's no doubt they'll want to get him fit but the bigger picture of the, of the story of, of the comeback um, no name drop but speaking to Kenny Dalglish or Sir Kenny about it and he says we'll, we'll come back we'll come back we'll do it and he wasn't just saying that because he, he genuinely believed because I remember speaking to him before the start of the two legs he says I'm really confident of Barcelona then it was wonderful to see him last night just celebrating you know it's great to see Kelly everything he's been through with the club uh even just me think 30th anniversary of, of Hillsborough and I just hope that I don't think Liverpool are going to win the league and I'd love to see them win it this weekend I don't think they'll do it but I think they'll now win the Champions League and I think they deserve it because everything they've gone through this year the effort that they've put in the points tally that they've reduced City's lead over the piece from this time last year like by 17-18 points reaching the Champions League final last year the, the, the horrendous um, errors by the goalkeeper I think if they'd, if they'd finished this season with nothing and they might still do but they might end up with a double I think it would absolutely have deflated everybody Gordon you think how would you come back from that how would you get yourself up again for another 10 months of that so I think they deserve something and last night was just absolutely brilliant Stephen I appreciate it's, it's just one example I know it's easy to pick this one example but, but surely Andy Robertson serves as a reminder to anyone who's got us written off that Scotland cannot produce world class players when we've got one right now so surely that in itself is an inspiration Yeah it's an amazing what he's done I mean really, really amazing I mean if anyone had predicted that he was going to go on to play for Liverpool in two Champions League finals from even probably where he was at Hull, it was, I mean, sometimes in England they write off anyone. They, those type of clubs as if, nah, we need to go and buy a 50 million left back from Porto or Benfica. Mm -hmm. Do you know I mean these types of teams? Sometimes if you just look closer to home, you just never know what you can find. Mm -hmm. I know it's become a bit of a cliche because everyone knows the journey. You don't. You yeah. don't need me to tell you. We know we used to play for Queens Park. Queen's Park yeah, 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 sure yeah. However, I still, I still, it hasn't worn off on me yet. The tweet that keeps coming up from, and it was people retweeting it again last night from August 2012, seven years ago. Uh -huh. Life at this age is rubbish with no money. Hashtag need a job. Seven right. years ago. Right. <laughs> and 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 you know Stephen mentions how there and rightly so. Eight million quid Liverpool uh, paid for him. What a bargain that. Uh, is but you think about it as well. He moved down the road after one season at Dundee United. One season, and Jackie McNamara got the got the deal for for United. You know, I think pretty much done all the, all, all the work on it on behalf of the uh, the club and get the best deal possible for for the club. So you know, it was um, some bit of business. And Gordon, you're, we're talking about it now. Stephen there saying fifty, sixty million quid now for for left back. Your top half dozen in Europe. Andy Robertson must be minimum a fifty million pound player. If not, maybe maybe even closer to 70, Stephen Yeah, I mean, you look at last night And Jordi Alba was probably considered a, in the top three and, and over the two legs, you've got to say Andy Robertson was better than him Yeah. 
Um, so where you put him in, in the ranks of the world now, I mean, it's, it's just amazing from where he's came from. Let's take a couple more calls. Derek's in Erskine. Hi, Derek. Hi, how you doing? Good, Derek. What's your point tonight? Uh, mine was quite simple. I've, I've got a lot of things who are Celtic fans. I wouldn't call myself, I would call myself more an Amtria fan. Um, but a lot of my friends have been talking about the fact that they think this weekend um, we should be resting players and giving the young boys a chance. Because as far as they're concerned, the most important thing for them is the treble treble. Yeah, I mean, I, I dare say that that is the case, Derek. I think people are... But that, that doesn't mean you have to just write off the, the, this weekend or, or be happy with the defeat or willing to accept the defeat, does it? Well, do you know what I think? I think a lot of the guys are saying it's an opportunity because as far as they're concerned, that, that, that it's not a game that really, really matters. And that's coming from guys that have been Celtic fans for a long, long time. Um, they're more concerned about running the treble treble. And they feel that we should be resting our best players this weekend and having them ready for the cup final. Yeah, I mean, listen, Mark, it, it just depends if you're if you're looking at it short term or long term. I guess one of the previous callers mentioned. You're right. In in two years' time, perhaps if we're looking back, no one will remember this game individually. But we don't. We don't look. No. We don't look long term. We don't do that here. We're obsessed about no. the moment. If, if you want to really get down to the the technicalities and the small print, yes, it doesn't mean anything for either side, really, in the grand scheme of things. But it does mean something I know that's me just contradicting myself But it absolutely does mean something It means something just now It'll mean something getting closer to kick-off It'll mean something when you see the starting lineups And you start analysing and debating Whether the managers have gone for the for the, for the right starting players etc And then it'll matter for, for two or three days um, after it And like we said earlier you know, If there's a losing team on Sunday Whether it's Rangers lose a game or Celtic lose a game The manager and the players will probably come in for a, a right bit of criticism you tell me it doesn't matter Does that mean that Kevin Clancy Will not be allowed to make a mistake He'll not get pulled up If he does something wrong And I hope Kevin Clancy Is a great game But It doesn't matter If Kevin Clancy gives a decision One way or another So listen Fans from both sides It's all Celtic fans That are saying this game Doesn't matter It'll matter come kick off time And it'll matter to them If they win the game And it'll matter to them If they lose the game We'll squeeze one more in Before the news So let's take Scott and Kirk And Tillich Hi Scott Hi, good evening, panel. <coughs> Excuse me. I just, I just want to make a, a point to Mark, but just before I do, uh, you just said it in the mail there, Mark. It's all the Celtic fans got a phone in saying the guys no matter. That's only going to be their excuse when Rangers win on Saturday. And I like to think I come on and give a, uh, an honest opinion. I've been on loads of times before where I've said Rangers have no chance, Rangers have no chance. Rangers will have no chance of losing this game on Saturday. They're going to win it, absolutely. But the point I wanted to ask you, Mark, uh, you know, I'll congratulate Celtic They've won the treble treble The women that was on before me Talked about playing young boys That's not going to happen Celtic will play their strongest team Rangers will play their strongest team If anything, play young boys against Hearts Because Hearts have no chance in the final Absolutely no chance Anyway, my point to you is Right now, who's the better team Rangers or Celtic? Right now, playing the football Forget who's won trophies Who's the better team? Who's the better team? What are you talking like starting elevens? Or, or just, just be a wee bit more no, specific right now, Scott. No, right now In the last In the last Month or two Who's the better football team Celtic or Rangers I'd need to say Celtic Are the champions And they won the last Old Firm right, game can you, right, can you explain to me why Where, where are you come from with that Where I'm coming from Well you've asked me an opinion right. that Celtic, well, In the past couple of months I've no lost a game uh, They've had loads right. of clean sheets And Have you beat, watched and the football beat, playing the, Mark sorry, Seriously yeah, Are you yeah, having yeah, a laugh so, No If you let me find Have you heard the Celtic fans Talk about how poor they've been playing well, and how Yeah win, but you've asked me Who's the better team I can't Yeah I can't Because you're looking You're so biased I'm not biased at all what you've asked me to, if you what you should have done then, 
Fraser, di- Fraser, in fact, not even ask me a question, just say Mark Rangers are a better team because you're not liking my answer, no, so it's not no, the answer you wanted. No, and that's no, not being biased. At, at the, as it stands, Scott, Rangers lost the last old firm game. I'm not talking about styles of football, you asked me for a better team. If you to say, Mark, you can become a manager for, for Sunday, which squad would you rather have to choose from? I would say Celtic because I've got a better squad and I've got better players and the league table will tell you that the last performance as well had it been 11 v 11 I don't think Rangers would have lost but discipline comes in to it the way you're able to control yourself comes into the grand scheme of things as well and Alfredo Morelos let Rangers down the last time since then Rangers have played really well they've beaten Aberdeen they've beaten Hearts I thought the performance against Hearts was terrific I've really bigged up Ryan Jack he's really grown on me uh, in the past couple of months you know really I think he's turning into now a proper Rangers player still think he's got a bit to go but he's heading in the right direction etc etc but um, there's good signs at Rangers I bigged up Steven Gerrard I think he's a terrific young manager and will improve but at the moment Celtic are the better team absolutely Right okay can I come back in just to finish off the conversation yeah. I respect your opinion although I don't agree with it okay. and that's why I'm on to say probably for the first time in a long time and all forum games that I have absolutely no doubt uh-huh. and I'll come back on the Monday we will win this game on Saturday Celtic won't beat us and we'll beat them because right now we have a dirty team Well listen do you know what every chance that you're right I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers win the game on Sunday Scott I wouldn't be surprised at all Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday in the second hour of tonight's show We're joined by Hamilton Aki's boss Brian Rice in the studio Plenty to come before that though In the form of Beat the Pundit Stephen McGinn is here He got a winning start last week Even though the questions were tough uh, If you want to take him or Mark Guidi on Now is the time to phone 01419511025 Be quick You only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It really is heating up at the bottom in that relegation playoff spot. And just to stir it a little bit more, Brian Rice has joined Stephen McGinn for the second hour of tonight's show. So get your questions or points in on the phones or on Twitter. Uh, before we do that, though, let's play Beat the Pundit. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Okay, Stephen McGinn and Mark Guidi are ready One of them is going to take on Chris from Barhead How are you tonight, Chris? Yeah, not bad, thanks How are you guys, alright? Not too bad, Chris Now you might be able to take advantage Stephen McGinn's relatively new to this But he told me he was a football geek last week And he managed to win So, I don't know Are you trying to avoid him? Go for Mark Guidi What's your thought process? Um. Yeah, either one would do me, I think I like that, fight and talk, good stuff uh, Heads are up against Mark Guidi, tails It will be Stephen McGinn And it's heads Mark Guidi uh, up against Chris from Barhead So let me give Mark a bit of Clyde 2 in his ear And that way he can't hear us uh, And we'll get your clock up and running Chris, you've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Mark You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep, fire away, right, please let's do it Mark Warburton is the new manager of which team? Uh, Queen's Park Rangers What was the final score of Ayr against Inverness last night? Uh, 3-1 Inverness What Scottish League 2 side is nicknamed the Citizens? Annan What year did Tom Rogic join Celtic? 2013 Who scored a hat-trick for Hearts in the Scottish Cup against Hibs in 2006? Uh, Stefan Adam Uh, Which Australian team has Scott McDonald joined? Western FC Okay uh, Let's bring 
Mark Guidi back Mark are you with yes. us? You are Aye, right. Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Okay Let's get 30 seconds up and running Your time starts now Martin Warburton is the new manager of which team? QPR Who, What was the final score of Ayr against Inverness last 3-1 night? 3-1 Inverness Which Scottish League 2 side is nicknamed the Citizens? Annan What year did Tom Rogic join Celtic? 2011 Who scored a hat-trick for Hearts in the Scottish Cup against Hibs in 2006? Paul Hartley which Australian team has Scott McDonald joined? Western. Uh, what nationality is Dundee United striker Pavel Zafranco? Argentinian. And Tony Andrew, we just had time. Tony Andrew is currently on loan from Coventry to which Scottish team? How about Naki? Like an easy one. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Mark, get through a few more questions than you. Is that going to be costly? Yeah, I think so. I think that the Hamon ones cost me at the end there, I think. Mm, right, OK, let's find out. Uh, Mark Warburton is the new manager of QPR. You both got it, 1-0. What was the final score of Air Inverness? Um, you were up against it Chris Brian Rice has just walked into the studio And told Mark Guidi He was at the game last night was, tell, tells you was telling him all about it So, uh, <laughs> But you both you both got it right 3-1 Which Scottish League 2 side Is nicknamed the Citizens I'm interested that you both Went for Annan Stephen McGinn <laughs> What would you go for? My guess was Edinburgh City It is I mean the clue's uh, sort of good. In the name you know uh, Edinburgh City The Citizens Get it So Stephen so, right, right. uh, so it's still all level What year did Tom Rogic Join Celtic It was 2013 Chris got it And goes in front Who scored a hat-trick for Hearts In the Scottish Cup against Hibs in 06 It was Paul Hartley So Mark Guidi equalises straight away um, I was feeling generous I'll give you both Because you just said Western And Chris said Western FC It's Western United So I'll give you it both um, So it's still all level Nationality of Pavel Zafranco Slovak He's Slovakian um, And you got to the last question Mark Tony Andrew Currently on loan from Coventry to Hamilton Aki's a wee easy one So you pipped it at the end ah. Well done Mark Weedy Hard lines Chris and Barhead No boy I was worth a try anyway oh, Chris, no, well did, well did a good job Well done, well done thank you um, And listen sometimes the coin Just goes in your favour Apparently the producer He keeps stats and these things He needs to get out a bit more It's the first time you've played in two months Ah, that's probably right Because Duff had a fair run That's right yeah. Listen, who cares Let's be honest But that's what the producer tells me Chapping at the bits like being I'm left sure you are Yeah, yeah, desperate to go Anyway, Mark Guidi's still here Stephen McGinn is still here And we are joined now By Hamilton Aki's boss Brian Rice Brian, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Stephen was just telling us At the top of the show What the so-called Squeaky bum time is like From his perspective You're obviously In the, the, the more comfortable position At the moment What's it been like for you? Well, getting the results Saturday obviously helps a little bit, but uh, we know it's going to be a very difficult game on Monday night, and we're just preparing properly. And like I say, you know, it's calm heads, fire in the belly. Let's see what happens. And nowhere does subplots like Scottish football going back to St Mirren, where you were a coach earlier this season. <laughs> what, what what type of dimension does that add to it? Yes, I was at St Mirren earlier in the season, and I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. But I obviously got the opportunity to be more man at Hamilton and. Sod's law, Scottish football It's happened again I suppose Stephen McGinn The question is Does he know you lot better Than you lot know him That's what it's going to That might, might come down to that on Monday Yeah well it's going to it's Come down to a few things It's going to be um, A real hard game Just saying before Before we came back on That the last game Through at Hamilton Was so, such an open game For a game usually These six pointers Are usually really tense But Nice open game with plenty of chances and hope for more of the same on Monday. Right, if you have any questions for the guys, get them in 0141-951-1025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Now remember, this doesn't mean we're done with looking ahead to Sunday's game or debating new signings for next season or anything like that. Keep those calls coming in. Um, but Brian Rice has only just found out that when we get a new guest in the studio, we, we put them through the ringer with a bit of a getting to know you. So let's fire straight through the questions, Brian. If you can remember, what was the first game you went to? First game I ever went to... Was probably 
Airdrie against someone in the Texaco Cup with my dad. Right, is that just a was that a local thing? Yeah, we went, went to all different games. Uh, Texaco Cup, let's say, was was there. I used to go to Tynecastle. I used to go to Easter Road. <laughs> Celtic Rangers, Hamden, any place to watch football. There you go. Don't get many like that. Stephen's eyes have just lit up because he means you can help them when they get to the full time teaser a bit later on. Later on, if you if you love all sorts of football, who was your footballing hero growing up? Tommy Burns. Tommy Burns Kenny Dalglish And Glenn Hoddle You know Just players I love watching I was lucky enough To train with Tommy A few times When I was a kid at Celtic uh, Played against Kenny Dalglish A few times And Glenn Hoddle I thought was just a genius I like to ask Mark Guido You know why They, they picked But I think those three names Sort of speak for themselves Don't they Not a bad list Yeah uh, it's, it's right up there Best player you've played with Boy called Johnny Method Er <laughs> uh, Played for Nottingham Forest We signed him from Real Madrid He actually played against Aberdeen In the Cup Winners Cup Final A genius An absolute genius Six feet four Size 13 boots Couldn't get the ball off him He couldn't tackle But he never ever gave the ball away Dutch internationalist uh, Just a magician An absolute magician Mark Guidi You oh, Yeah Johnny You going along got, that right You were nodding top. along oh, Johnny Mick got oof. For my time I must admit uh, Best player you played against Must be a few yeah, there's a few I played against Van Basten uh, when we were kids in the European Championships uh, under 18s. He was different class then. Uh, Genuinely good enough that you, you knew oh, what was still to come. Yeah, the Dutch at that time had some brilliant players on their team. Uh, Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne, when he was a kid, only 18, played against him at St James's Park. And, you know, you think he was 27, 28. He was just running the show, even at that age. Just loads and loads of David Cooper. You know, fantastic, fantastic players. Are you, are you at Forest at that time you played against Gaza? No. Yeah, I was at Forest. Forest yeah, I was there then. Uh, best stadium you've played at? Best stadium I've played at. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Wembley. That would be the old Wembley, of course. It was the iconic. The, there only the, is one Wembley. Oh, sorry. Know, the new one doesn't one. count. <laughs> we brought a half at home, remember? That's right. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, best footballing moment? Best footballing moment is signing for Nottingham Forest and playing under Brian Clough. Just meeting Brian Clough and working with him every single day, you know, he improved me as a person, as a player. Um, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think we'll probably get on to him a bit later on. Let's finish the questions. I always just bring people straight back down to earth. Your worst footballing moment? My worst footballing moment? Uh, getting relegated at Falkirk. Without a doubt. Is that just something that, that, that stay with you all summer? Is, is that the way? Yeah, it, just, probably even longer. You know, it's... It's horrible, you know, it's horrible when it happens to you and you've got all summer to think about it, you know, and you're looking where the big boys are playing next season and you're looking where you are and it's just, I feel for everybody that gets relegated, doesn't matter the division, it's a horrible mm-hmm. time. Any pre-match superstitions? So, I have, yeah, I have, yeah. If I have something to eat in the morning and we win, I stick with it. <laughs> I remember when we were at Hibs, when we, me and John went in at Hibs, uh, I was trying everything. You know, and I got a couple of rolls in black pudding there. Eh? Ten weeks in a row. <laughs> Ten weeks. I was praying we'd get beat so I could change my diet. <laughs> it's just the way I am, you know. I've always been like that. What are you on at the moment then? What I'm on at the moment? Moment. I'm on spaghetti hoops and toast in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen McGinn's challenge. Forget staying up. Forget the three points. You're just looking to knock Brian Rice's breakfast routine off with a, with a victory. So, um, also, I'm interested in uh, maybe other players in the dressing room. Any bizarre, whether it's superstitions or rituals that that you came across. I've played with quite a few players. I've had some strange ones. Stuart Pearce, for example, every home game he 
Got a pair of scissors and give me the wink. Once we went to the toilet area and I cut his fringe. <laughs> you know, on. I cut his fringe. It was just superstition. I'd done it one night and we beat Liverpool in the League Cup. <laughs> and then <laughs> in the Saturday, he says, We need to do that again. And it just stuck. And I mean, I couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler. You know, as you imagine the state is here. Th- this could be the most bizarre one we've ever had. Let me get this straight. Before the game, you used to cut Stuart Pierce's fringe because yeah. he just felt it was a, a superstition, a ritual. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that is what I think that's the best one. Think so? Ah, it's yeah, certainly up there with the most yeah. bizarre. I mean, every game or just certain games? Every home game. <laughs> every home game. Surely, Stephen, there's nothing like that in the St. Mirren dressing room. You had the scissors out. No, but we've got a young lad called Ethan Erehorn that Brian will know well that um, decided it'd be a good idea to try and cut one of those lines into his head and actually chopped half his side of his hair off. So, um, Brian will know. That's it's just modern fashion, yeah. isn't it? Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> there we are. I love that. Brian Rice used to cut Stuart Pierce's fringe before every. Honestly. Psycho, psycho Pierce. Right enough. <laughs> aye, absolutely. Uh, right, where are the rest of my questions? Um, well, uh, that, you might have just covered this I was going to say tell us something about you We might not already know But I don't know if that's that's it. Anything else up your sleeve? Uh, no, no really No, I'm quite a quiet guy I love my golf uh, I'm just a football freak Stephen thinks he's a freak I'm a freak I, I'm at game after game after game You know, that's my enjoyment That's but what I love doing You've covered off the next one Which was hobbies away from football You're a keen golfer You've got a favourite film One you would stick your neck out And say that's the one I think the last film No, I got took to see Abba the, the movie or something oh, yeah. I got took to see The last <laughs> film I can remember going to Was a fish called Wonder <laughs> I don't do films I don't, I don't I like that He's just setting his ways It's football, football, football I mean I'm just ripping up The rest of the questions Netflix he's <laughs> Exactly Let's see the look he's just given me I was going to say Best box set Forget it Your ultimate five-a-side team From players <laughs> you played with You can put yourself in it uh, In goals I've got to put Ruffy in goals because if we're getting beat, we still got a laugh. <laughs> right, okay, you know? fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Players I played with Stuart Pierce, Johnny Method, Morris Johnston, and one more. I'm going to put Neil Webb in there. I'm going to put Neil Webb in there. I think that would compete. I think at the end of the season, we need to publish all the guests, uh, five asides, team marks, and, and see. I never said Ruffy was in goals, right enough. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Right, that, that brings the questions to a close. I'm sure we'll talk about Brian Clough, we'll talk about Nottingham Forest, we'll talk about Hamilton Aki's. Plenty more uh, where all that came from. Let's take a call, though, from Darren. Uh, he is a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. What's your, your point tonight, Darren? It's not necessarily about your team, I don't think, is it? No, it's not. Um, while I've kind of got my thoughts about how this weekend will go, we'll maybe come to that a bit later. Okay. But um, the main point is really, um, I've been following the fortunes of East Kilbride FC this season. Um, obviously, they got to the playoffs and had quite the season. Um, and they've been doing really well for a couple of seasons now. Um, but I feel that, you know, for both Highland and Lowland League, the, the current playoff pyramid system is so prohibitive to any team's kind of prospering. Granted, we've got Edinburgh City who have done all right, but um, I think there should be much more scope for teams that have a bit of ambition to kind of progress a bit more, and I'd like to know what the panel think about that. Just elaborate, Darren, have you got any ideas of your own? And then I'll I'll bring the panel in. What in particular do you think is prohibitive about it? Um, The sort of elongated promotion system uh, for teams coming from the sort of Highland and Lowland League, uh, the one-up, it just doesn't seem terribly fair to be honest um, it just seems like it's engineered in such a way that it would stop any team that has ambition mm. getting kind of blocked at wherever they can because here I say it both 
Liverpool Rangers and East Kilbride would have been really valuable people to go up into uh, League 2 and they have probably got a much better following and prospects than some of the teams that are already there Who wants to take that one on? Ah, it's, a de- it's, a, it's a decent shirt, I, I, I live in East Kilbride uh, Maybe I'm biased, my daughter plays, one of my daughters plays for uh, East Kilbride So listen, I, I know there's a real feeling there in the town and, and what they've done and the Keane brothers and all the different things that they, they, they try to do so that there is a real desire to do well you know, new stadium etc etc and you look at Cove Rangers uh, result as well clearly Highland football has got a lot to offer Brian's worked up there for many years uh, at Inverness you look at Ross County the structure so yeah maybe it's something the SPFL should look at the 42 clubs should, should look at it maybe there's, there's a chance of um, introducing more teams into the, into the playoffs and like you say because maybe it would it would increase the the competition and the desire from the league two clubs because if you end up maybe you know sitting sixth, seventh, eighth in that league and you're not going to go up and you're not going to go down, but if you increase it mm. um, to have more teams involved in a playoff, then then it might help because it does it is very heavily weighted against um, the the Highland League club and the Lowland League. Club. All the playoffs are weighted, Brian, aren't they? That's that's the whole point when they're brought in. It's always been to favour the the so called bigger team or the bigger leagues. We've heard. Ian McCall in, in the past couple of weeks Talking about that gruelling schedule That Ayr or Inverness would have to come through You see that further down the divisions And you even see it in teams attempting to join the SPFL Yeah I think Mark's 100% right there I think uh, clubs like East Kilbride, Cove They spend a lot of money They invest heavily They attract good players I think more needs to be done to help these clubs Not just those clubs End it wins the league You know, it's, it's, I think it's very very unfair That over a, a two game span That one team mm. No falls out yeah. it right away I think the leagues need to be expanded I think they need to be bigger I think there needs to be more competition Right through the leagues Darren it's Turkey's voting for Christmas Isn't it? Any vote to the clubs that are already there Which increases their chances of getting relegated Or dropping out of the SPFL It's never going to be an attractive proposition No it's not um, And I suppose Like you said I think even if there was more than one going down, you know, because like say at a certain point in the season, if it's obvious who's going down, what do the rest of the teams play for? You know, and I think that's um, true for kind of most divisions. Uh, I suppose the, the the Premiership has got a split and all sorts, but if there's nothing to play for come the end of the season and it's a foregone conclusion that someone's going down and they know who it's going to be, you know, what become it becomes what's the point of paying attention to it? So there should probably be more involved in that whole sort of battle at the end of the season because it'd be a much more compelling prospect for people to watch as well. Uh, and it's, we're, we're almost back there with debates about size of leagues and cult teams and all that. I think we would need to dedicate a full show to it so I don't think we can get into um, too much. But having said that, you take the championship this year whilst everyone, I think a lot of people do like the idea of, of bigger leagues. They, they, they want to see less meetings between sides. Having said that... You, the championship was brilliant this year because it was only the ten teams and it was it was so busy right up until the last day. Is there a danger you lose that? I think there's always a danger you lose that. You know, we're quite fortunate this year that no one ran away with the league. You know, and every game was competitive and everything meant every game meant something. But I still go back to the point that you know there is too many meaningless games towards the end of the season for too many clubs. Mm. And the fans, we want to attract fans. We don't want to keep fans away and. If they're not going to come on a Saturday because it's meaningless, we lose them and we don't get them back. Thanks to Darren and East Kilbride. Brian Rice, the Hamilton Ackies manager, is here. Stephen McGinn, St Mirren captain, and Mark Guidi still here taking your calls. Um, I'm sure Brian's got a few more interesting tales to tell us from over his uh, playing and coaching career. And we're about to get the full time teaser 
up and running We've got two men in the studio who call themselves football geeks And we've got Mark Guidi who's a dab hand at the teasers as well We'll see how we get on Keep the calls coming in Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi, Stephen McGinn and Brian Rice are still here If you've any thoughts, questions, points uh, Get them into us on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB We'll better get tonight's teaser up and running And give you plenty of time Because it is a... It's, a belter Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough uh, Dylan sent this one in tonight The email address you need to send your questions is Fulltime at Clyde One. Here's a question Listen carefully Okay Quite a lot to get through here Since the beginning of 2003-2004 season 10 men Have been the top goal scorer In one of England's top four leagues And also In their career Played for a current Non-Old Firm Scottish Premiership team So I'll repeat that you, You can help us on Twitter At Clyde SSB Since the beginning of 0304 Ten men have been the top scorer in one of England's top four leagues And also, in their career, played for a current non-Old Firm Premiership team in Scotland So you get the question, if you've got any answers yet, need I ask? So effectively, guys that have played up here, they've not played for Celtic or Rangers Yes Well done Stephen Superb Mark McNulty 25 goals for Coventry In the 17-18 season He plays for Hibs at the moment And he also played for Livingston as well So once you've got an example It's sometimes a bit easier Any more that you can think of That have done a really good job In the lower leagues in England I mean I'll spare you right None of them are the English Premier League Stockley Jason Stockley Jaden Stockley is not on it But I can definitely see the thinking That's a it's a, it's a near miss I think that's a, off the post Mark Guidi Well I'm toiling it out Okay Kane Hemmings No not Kane Hemmings Did you say currently playing in Scotland? No it's just that they, they did at some point Play for a current non-old firm premiership team oh, yeah. so if the team they played so one, for one was one of the current top 10 at the moment they've played 12, for at some yeah. point in their career yeah, yeah. yeah sorry 12 but you don't count Celtic Rangers so if, 10 if, if Falkirk was the team they played for then they, they don't count you know so you've got you've got it right on right on with Mark McNulty because he, Hibbs and Livingston they're both in the premiership he played for them and he was the league 2 top scorer for Coventry okay uh, right let's take a call from Niall who's a Hamilton Ackies fan from Hamilton hi Niall Hi, how are you? Good, Niall, you on to speak to your gaffer? I want to speak to my gaffer indeed What's the question? Uh, just to ask him about the recent clearance, the clearance we're going to have for the next season And uh, who we're going to try to bring in Brian Rice, I don't know if you're able to, to say names about who Hamilton Ackies are going to bring in It's been a club synonymous with, with big turnaround in, in, in players in the summer What does that process look like at the moment? Well, uh, it's been ongoing since I went into the club three months ago uh, I've been looking at the, the squad that I inherited I've only added George Oakley to it um, I plan quite a few changes over the summer I think I'm going to introduce a lot of younger players uh, from the current setup, and it's younger players uh, who I like to have developed and try and build a team along those routes uh, along those lines sorry um, I just think you know if you can get Youth and energy and enthusiasm into your team, along with ability, you've got half a chance. And it may take two, three seasons, 
But I think that's the way ahead for clubs like ourselves. Is this all regardless of which way the, the survival fight goes? Yes, this is regardless. You know, this was the plan when I spoke to the board, the directors, before I went in. They asked me what my plan would be. And it's something I thought, thought a long time about over the years. You know, I've had plenty of time to think about things. And it's the way I would like to work. You know, it's great to have experience. But I think energy and youthfulness... Uh, <laughs> People that want coached daily, you know, I think that's a recipe for success, and I think that's the route we'll be going along. What do you think now? Uh, that's a good, that's a good subject. We brought that uh, that Regan Mimlo onto the team. I think that's a good addition for the team at the moment to bring you through the system. Yeah, Regan's done fantastically well since he came in. I've got to be careful with him because he is only a kid, uh, very light. But there's certain games that that suit him. Uh, Saturday suited him against Dundee the way we wanted to play, but. There's three or four others there who I'm not afraid to throw in. You know, I had two on the bench on Saturday, a young kid that's just turned 17, uh, Hamilton. Uh, I was touching go where he played. Uh, like I said, they're not there because they're youthful. They're there because they're good players, you know. They're better than some of the experienced players that I've got. So that's why they're in the squad. Niall, your team have the advantage at the moment. Do your nerves reflect that or is it still just always uh, waiting until it's all over? I'll just wait till it's all over See how the game goes like Monday night And see hope for the best Absolutely Thank you very much Niall Hamilton Aki's fan uh, From Hamilton When we were running through The questions with you Brian Rice You mentioned Brian Clough um, I, I assumed you would Not many have had the privilege To work under Such a character <laughs> We don't have probably Enough time But what, what was he like? Uh, different <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the word genius Used many many times In my eyes He was a genius you know, he took a group of players who probably a lot of their clubs discarded and moulded them into a team that won the European Cup twice in a row, you know. And even when I was there, we'd have qualified for Europe every year if it wasn't for the Heysel disaster. He kept things simple. Simplicity was a key at Nottingham. You know, if, you, if you're if you a left winger, you played left wing, you never found yourself wide right. If you were a centre half, you never found yourself crossing the ball for a wide left area. We all knew our jobs without being overcoached. And I think that's another thing, you know, that... Overcoaching, you know, it can stifle teams, it can stifle players. We were never overcoached. I would say we were undercoached, but the respect we had for him and the way he set it up simplified everything for us and it made us all better players. Respect, you know, perhaps at times that becomes like, a, I don't know if it's an intimidation, a fear factor. You hear about him being that sort of imposing character. Any stories in particular jump out at times that you, you realise the, the size of the character you were dealing with? I remember we were getting beat 2-0 with Arsenal at home and we came in at half time we'd been pretty poor and he got us all in the corner and he threw a, a teapot of tea over us all he threw it and everybody just jumped out of the way and he says right get out get get out so we were out for 7, 8, 10 minutes before Arsenal came out and we won 3-2 and we came back in and we're all shaking hands and that and he says shit sit down sit down he says the lesson is a good cup of tea at half time can change things <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're all looking at one No tactics, no nothing. Just get out there. Change days though, um, in terms of <laughs> getting away with that sort of stuff now. Oh, no chance of getting away with that now, you know. Uh, I think everybody now is looking for guidance. I think every player is looking for what do you want me to do? Why do you want me to do this? I think that's the problem. Uh, with a lot of players these days, you know, they need guidance. You know, instead of saying, well, this is what I'm bringing to the party. You know, I can do this and mm -hmm. I can do that. And, Sorting it out themselves I think everybody now looks over their shoulder 
Uh, the best players don't need to They sort it out on the pitch What's the challenge like then when, when you go from being a player to a manager Because I'm sure it's natural There's that temptation to take things From all the coaches that you played under and, and put them into your own game But then at the same time You can't really copy a guy like that Can you? So how do you strike the balance? I think the balance is You know, you take your time Before you get into these situations You know, it took me 20 years Before I've gone into this And you look round And you use your experience uh, What you've seen I don't try and copy too many people You know, you've got to have your own Your own way going about things I want my own DNA On how Hamilton play And how a Hamilton player Acts on the field and off the field You know I want people to look At somebody and say He's a Hamilton player Look at the way he does this Look at the way he does that You know I think you've got to be your own man There's no point in going and doing something If you want to be somebody else You know Fall, fall on your own faults if you want mm-hmm. Or Get a name about yourself Because of the way your club's been built I think Obviously Brian Clough famous for, for things like you mentioned that The teapot All these sort of quirky things People that Things that people always remember um, always do my research Read a story from you about Pretty much getting sent to be a, a, a messenger Between him and his son Ah, most embarrassing moment in football you mean <laughs> Yeah, well Nottingham Forest obviously played in a red strip And I was substituting I'm sitting next to him in the dugout And I've got a red tracksuit on with red hair So you can imagine what I look like <laughs> And it gets a minute to three And we're about to kick off And he, sh- he nudges me and says Get on And ask the centre forward if he's giving me a lift home No. Nigel was the centre forward It was just centre forward And that's how you, you get called You know And he looked at me So he just gives you one look And you jump up And you run on And the referee's looking at me And what are you doing And I'm shouting to Nigel Are you giving him a lift home <laughs> Nigel's looking at me Tell me <laughs> Beat it Beat it yeah So I go running back I jumps down into the dugout And he looks at me And he says Well what did they say and I says No gaffer <laughs> What did he really say? <laughs> what an opportunity, eh? <laughs> yeah, there's a word you can't probably repeat yeah. on, on radio. So that was that just constantly on your toes? Constantly. You never knew what was going to happen. You'd get into training one day and you'd run hell at you. You'd get in the next day, you'd be going to walk, getting ice cream. You'd get in the next day, you were across at the cricket, getting a couple of beers, watching the cricket. You just never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I was reading some more stuff that, you know, he whisked you off to France for a day or something like that. I mean, just constantly. Yeah, bizarre things. Yeah, training one day and. He says, tomorrow bring your passports <laughs> And we're all looking at each other Where are we going? He said, just bring your passports So we go home and you say to your missus I need my passport, where are you going? Don't know How long are right. you going for? Don't know When will you be back? Don't know So down into Nottingham Onto the bus, down into Birmingham Air France Where are we going? France <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough So we, we arrive where we arrived And before we know it We're uh, got a bite to eat right up into your room We're playing out there tonight And a friendly You know, just nobody knew I know it sounds strange and it sounds odd But nobody knew Mark Goody we always talk don't we But perhaps um, And maybe we are unfair at times But perhaps about you know A lack of characters and, and stuff like that in, right. in the game A couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday We were joined by, by Chick Charnley And yeah. it's, it's similar It's just, it's just a, a period of, of madness And it, it sounds and great And it is It was a great time to be involved And in, you know From whether it's boys in the dressing rooms together The supporters seeing it to, to guys in the media In terms of having People with stories to tell Willing to share stories for, for interviews And it's night and day Because with the greatest of respect To most of the Young footballers going about just now um, and, and maybe it's a, more uh, about society as well I can't imagine too many 20 years from now Coming in, sitting in here And telling the stories like that Because they just won't exist They're not allowed to do that mm. People change You're not allowed to manage that way If you throw a cut of teeter player now You'd be sacked You'd be reported to HR and sacked In any walk of life So for me, yeah, some things are for the better, but other things we are losing characters and 
Yeah, there's great players and great talent, but it's sometimes it's just too robotic. Okay, let's have a look at this full-time teaser because I'll tell you what, some brilliant answers coming in on Twitter. Well done to you, Paul McManus. Well done to you, Milo Lorimer. You've got a couple of crackers. Um, I'll read the question again because it does take a bit of following. So tonight we're looking for 10 men since 0304 who've been the top goal scorer in one of England's top leagues, but also in their career played for a current non-old firm Scottish Premiership team. The example Stephen McGinn gave you already, Mark McNulty. He was the top scorer in League 2 for Coventry and he plays for Hibs at the moment. Played for Livingston previously. Any more? Uh, Nicky Maynard. Yes, that's the one that someone just tweeted in. Nicky Maynard, where is he? He was the top scorer in the championship. Would Bristol, you believe, for Bristol, Bristol City? City. Yeah. Yeah. Played for Aberdeen, not quite as successful. I think that's an understatement. Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher is not on it. Ooh, James also. Collins. James Collins is also not on it. Owen Doyle. Nope. Yukovic. Nope. Graham Jones. Nope. Clayton Donaldson Yes Oh good shout Honestly Listen I'll be honest with you This question was sent in Okay By Dylan Who said This is one for Roger Hanna Because Roger is known As has been getting yeah. all the answers Stephen McGinn I saw I, I saw potential in you last week <laughs> That you could maybe handle this one Clayton Donaldson right. Did I'll it for Crew And played for Hibs I don't think it will Throw him in Ravinelli No hmm. Take one more guess And we'll move on no, nothing. No, no, Alright, no. we'll get back to it. Malky's in Pollock. Hi Malky. How you doing alright? Good Malky. What's your point tonight? Uh, there's a point uh, but uh, there's a few phone calls come in saying that uh, Celtics uh, don't need to put a full squad out against uh, them on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wrong. We need to put our strongest team out and uh, do what we normally do is play them off the park. Oh, oh, okay, they, they beat us at Christmas but I was a one-off. So we've got to go to full strength uh, and Alright Malky Because I think most Of the Celtic fans Who phoned previously Said the opposite League's over You know Forget it We can we can rest players And all the rest of it no. well, what, What's the main reason Behind that Because you are a Celtic fan Because that's That's what we do We don't, we don't lie down to anybody No we don't We play the strongest team Aye you can throw A couple of young boys in But we play the strongest Strongest team uh, Always the counter-argument, Malky, is about keeping players fresh for a cup final and guaranteeing or trying to guarantee a, a treble-treble. I take it you don't you don't give weight to that argument then? No, a cup final will take care of itself. We've got two games to go, uh, so we'll go to one or two games and then we'll worry about a cup final when that comes. It's only Hearts we're playing, it's not Real Madrid or anything. No disrespect to Hearts, but it's only Hearts we're playing, not Real Madrid in a cup final. Brian, you've just joined us in the second hour of tonight's show. At the start, it was all about Celtic and Rangers are playing each other this weekend at Ibrox. Rangers and Celtic, I should say. And, um, you know, if Celtic can so-called rest players because they've won the league. But you've mentioned earlier you're a, a huge football fan. You go to all the games. I'm sure you understand the the atmosphere in, in this part of the world perhaps doesn't lend itself to that. You ask any player if they want rested on Sunday. You know, the answer's no. Uh, I firmly believe that one of the Rangers' best performances this season has been the victory over Celtic in December and probably one of Celtic's poorest performances was the same match. And I think with Celtic winning the league, Rangers have got a point to prove to their fans, you know. You know, we've beat the, we can we beat the champions? You can't arrest players no for them games. I just think it's, I think it's a nonsense myself. Uh, myself as an ex-player, I wanted to play in every game. You know, every single game. The next game's the most important in my eyes. 
Doesn't Ma- matter when it is Malky does the Neil Lennon Factor come into this for you About whether he does Or, or doesn't need to win the game or, or put on a good show At least It, it doesn't matter He's got, got to win the game It doesn't matter who, who the manager is Got to go and beat Rangers As Brian says Quite rightly so I played football myself For years and years You want to play Every single game And how, how can you How can you pick A, a weakened team On Sunday Who do you leave out Forrest Play of the year McGregor Runner up who, who did I leave out Tom Rogic You play your strongest team Every single game Have you just well, decided That Callum McGregor Was the runner up Malky I'm only winding you up Thank you very much That was Malky and Pollock on the line Right, any more on the teaser? Stephen McLean Stephen McLean Who would he have played for? Plymouth He is one of the answers You've got your working wrong Wrong club Who else? Remember? Doesn't really matter Scunthorpe Way back in 03-04 Probably the furthest back that you've got him That's a great shoot (laughs) Good standard Any more? Jason Scotland Yes For Swansea In the No it was League One uh, And he's obviously played For St Johnston And Hamilton Anymore So the the, the 3 4 Then Stephen McLean's The significance of Why it starts at that year Then yeah. if you're going back I mean, To Scotland there, right. there are a couple Around that time But anyway okay. uh, Right before we move on Something I do really want To tell you about It's very important We've been getting excited About it all week And now it's building up This Friday is Cash for Kids Superhero Day. Now, if you've not heard about this, I'm amazed because he's telling everyone within a 100-mile radius, Gordon DL or Mark Wilson will be helping to change the lives of children in Glasgow and the West by doing a skydive. Now, they're both raising money, so one of them is going to be forced to jump out a plane, and the beauty of it is that you get to decide. So let, let's be honest None of them want to do it So it's really up to you um, You can donate £5 to Cash for Kids To help feel, feed children this summer And you get the hilarity of pushing one of them out of plane at the same time So if you want to see Mark do it It's Mark to 70808 And if you want to see Gordon do it It's Gordon to 70808 That's Mark or Gordon to 70808 I'll be doing it as well But I'm just going along to laugh at one of those two So get your texts in The answers to the teaser are next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weedy and Stephen McGinn are here. Brian Rice is still with us as well. We are looking for, and what a question this is. Thank you to Dylan for sending it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. We're looking for 10 players since 03 04 who've been the top scorer in one of England's top four leagues, but they've also played for a current non old firm. Premiership team in Scotland So guys like Nicky Maynard Did it for Bristol Played for Aberdeen uh, You've got the likes of Jason Scotland Did it for Swansea Played for St Johnston and Hamilton You get the drift Stephen McLean Clayton Donaldson Mark McNulty We've got three students of the game in here That's how they're managing to work their way through these anymore Chris Porter? No I'll put your mic on this time Try it again Ross McCormack Yes, yes Ross welcome. McCormack Welcome to the show Brian Absolutely. Welcome to the show Ross McCormack Slow starter <laughs> uh, Was the top scorer On the championship For Leeds And of course Played for Motherwell Any more You've only got, got one, one. Got Two one. Three Four to get You're Doing really well Because it's a tough question It is tough We clue I'll give you It's not much of a clue None of them currently Play in Scotland So you've got McLean and McNulty um, McCormick So none of them currently play Are they, st- are they still playing down the road? Mm, no No right, I think so they'll all be retired. done Yeah I would say so So we're going back a bit Yeah mm-hmm. a bit, But some of them are not going back Too mm. far for, for their, their action up here I need another clue going in terms of A mixed of bag What we're looking at Are they 
guys that started their careers as youngsters and loaners, guys that come up here at the tail end to doing a wee turn and loan and stuff. A mix, to be honest, a mix. One clue I'll give you to set you off and running when he played. He played up here in the nineties, and he's got a footballing son. I'll leave that one bubbling away for just a minute or two. Let's speak to Barry in Barhead. Hi, Barry. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Hey, Not bad, Barry. Barry. What's on your mind? Um, basically, I'm a wee bit concerned uh, with the way Celtic are currently going about with their strengthening, or say strengthening, um, going with their squad at the moment. They've offered uh, Emilio Ezeguiri an extra year. They've been linked with Gary Hooper. Um, they want to Neil Lennon wants to keep Mike Lustig for another season doesn't really sound like we're moving forward guys it sounds like it's kind of stagnating um, you had 20 million for Moussa Dembele you had 9 million for um, Brendan Rodgers you've had 7.5 for Stuart Armstrong you still had 7.5 for Virgil van Dijk it's, has it been used you know I, I'm just I'm a wee bit concerned that uh, the way we're going forward. Uh, Mark Barry, Goody, I mean the, the Gary Hooper thing. It might not. It might not come yeah. to anything. The Izagiri thing as well. But what about Barry's sort of general feeling uh, about about yeah. what's happening? I mean, the, the Celtic fans want to see sexy signings, players on the edge of the seat. You know, they want to they want to be revitalised. Um, I think I know it's eight in a row and it's been brilliant. It could be a treble, treble two weeks from now but you still want to be revitalised in, in the summer you want to see money spent although spending money doesn't guarantee that you, that you get the best uh, players in but yeah um, one thing I would say though you, you're saying there Barry oh there's a Virgil van Dijk money being spent listen Celtic have a wage bill of nearly 60 million quid 59 million pounds for the football department it's a lot of money uh, and they did spend 9 million quid on, on Edward last summer but you're right Armstrong's and these guys balance it out they lost the Champions League income uh, last year the money for Brendan Rodgers at Chester but yeah I think the position that Celtic are in should they need to bring in a couple of players whether it's Neil Lennon or any other new manager says you know I want a couple of players there they are they're going to cost four, five, six million quid each and they're going to want 30 grand a week each whatever it may be Celtic's in a position to do that and I think that in order to safeguard what they're doing and to keep improving um, because Celtic have to believe that Rangers are going to have money to spend big money to spend whether they do or not we don't know but they have to believe that likewise Rangers need to believe that about Celtic they need to push each other on and uh, Celtic need to look better than with the greatest of respect 30 something free transfers they need to be better than that Barry before we let you go brief thoughts ahead of the weekend um, I'd take a draw that's how I thought, I thought the first half hour against Aberdeen was terrible um, if Aberdeen were any sort of team what Regards to they didn't have lost players, um, lost strikers. I think they could have been two up. Um, I just think the football stagnated totally. Mm, well, I guess we'll find out in a few days' time. Thank you, Barry, a Celtic fan in Barhead. Stephen Donachie's happy on Twitter. He says brilliant stories from Brian Rice, especially the Stuart Pierce one. Let's do the business um, on Monday night. Um, Stephen, what's the the, the the mindset in in your dressing room at the moment when you you don't have the, the advantage that Hamilton do at the moment. How do you how do you approach it? Yeah, well, um, going into last weekend, all the thoughts, positive me- mentality, and you think if we win all three games, we're safe. Um, although, in, in, in a difficult match, um, a draw at Motherwell, in normal terms, is a good result. Ha- what Hamilton did up at Dundee makes it not a good result. So it's now out of our hands. 
but all we have to do is win a game at home and take it to the last day. That's that's the main objective for us at the minute and get into Monday, that'll be the mindset. Yeah, I mean, Brian, ultimately when you get to this stage of the season, it's easy for the neutrals to sit back and really enjoy the battle. Not so enjoyable, perhaps, when you're involved in it. I guess just trying to get it into your own hands when you when you get to this stage. that That's the aim, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've done that on Saturday. For the first time, It was we've now got it in our own hands. <clears throat> but I disagree slightly a little bit there. I enjoy it You know if, if I can't enjoy it How can I expect my players To enjoy the challenge And the battle I want them to embrace it To look forward to it And don't be scared of it Because If they do What we practice And give it everything they've got Then We can come away from uh, Love uh, Paisley And look at ourselves And see where we are then But They've got to look forward to it And not be scared Should just all set up for a cracker though oh, Mark, Like I say For us These two are involved We just sit back and yeah, I, I was at Motherwell St Mirren on Saturday uh, Watched them in St Mirren probably Just a bit worthy the desire they showed the last 10 minutes Although Motherwell Elliot Freer had a 3 on 2 and, and blew it We, we tried to, to take it on and should have squared it But um, uh, over the piece um, you know, It was a right good goal um, as well uh, to, to level it But as Stephen said Normally uh, you would take a point at Fur Park all day long But with uh, Hamilton uh, beating uh, Dundee on Saturday Then um, you know it, made it, uh, it didn't make it that good Let's round off the teaser And for all of you who are saying Ross McCormick played for Rangers I know he did I didn't say that they can't have also played That's for Rangers right. or Celtic right. I just said That they have played For a current non-Old Firm Premiership team And correct me if I'm wrong Ross McCormick's yeah. played for Motherwell So there yeah. we go You've still got a couple left to go though On the teaser What are you coming up with? I think uh, Brian Rice I think you did come up with one Dean Windus Dean Windass, that was the one I gave you the wee clue for, didn't I? He was the top scorer for Bradford in League One in 04-05, played for Aberdeen 95-98, and as I mentioned, a footballing son in Josh. So what does that mean? We've got two to go. An, ex- an ex-teammate of mine, Paul Heffernan? No. I'd say one's doable. Oh, you've got three to go, sorry. Yeah, three to get. And a couple are really tough. Andy Walker? No. Nope. Stephen, when were you at Shrewsbury? Oh. I might be miles out when were you there. 2011 Nah 2008 9 This guy And then he came up To Latterly Hibs Oh, oh no, It's no, no Grant Holt Yes it Grant is Grant Holt, Holt. Well Grant done Holt. Uh, He was the top scorer In League 2 For Shrewsbury Grant Holt 2 to go One is pff, The really difficult one Was the top scorer In League 1 For Hull He played for Hamilton Ackies But more notably For Your Lanarkshire rivals Motherwell Now we're going back a bit as well This is Brutal I mean I remember him well But I would Played for Motherwell In 2000 to 2002 Decent Decent return for Motherwell And went down to Hull And did well um, oh, and um, I, Don Goodman Nope You'll never remember his spell I mean, You might not remember his spell At Hamilton I don't know He was Northern Irish I'll just give you this one I think so Brutal Stuart Elliott nah, I wouldn't have got it nah. And the last one League 1 25 goals for Brighton In 03-04 And then came up to Hamilton In 2009-10 So is that Billy Reid signed them? 25 Brighton was his main club down there No Shakes of the head Initials L.K. Leon Knight Leon Knight well done. well done Great effort from you three That was a joy to watch Thank you Mark Weary and Stephen McGinn Special thanks to Brian Rice And don't go anywhere Callum Gallagher has your chance to win VIP tickets to transmit up next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. 